Hey, Tyler, how are you? I'm doing great, Ezra. How are you, man? I'm good. Where do you work at? Uh, I work in Cherokee for Steve Eber and Ebert's Appliances. Nice. Are you just like a manual laborer in the warehouse for them, or what? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I help move and install stuff. So, now that I'm done with high school, that's my full-time job. You're done with classes now? Yeah, we do trimester, so we finished up like over a month ago. Okay, so you've been living the good life for a month? Pretty much, training and working, yeah. Well, good for you, man. I'm excited for you. I know that I was telling your dad when I emailed him that uh, it seems like not that long ago when I, you were a sophomore and you hadn't even committed, and, and you did, and it was like, oh, he's committed, but he's got all this time between now and then, and it's here, man. It is, it is here. Well, I'm excited for you. So, I don't, did your dad tell you much about the letter that I sent him and what I'm trying to do? Yeah, I saw you were starting a, uh, online, not a forum, but a blog, right? Yeah, I already have a blog, and I've written some different articles, or just opinion pieces and things like that on, on youth football mainly. And then I branched off and I did like a product review of something called Tackle Bar. So I'm trying to offer different angles and articles and highlighting some of the great kids that I've been able to work with. I make it clear that I'm not trying to take any credit for any of your or these players' successes because there's a lot more that goes into it than uh, anything that we did together. But it was good to uh, have crossed paths with you. And uh, what I'm trying to do, since I work with so many young players, is I'm trying to highlight for their parents what your football story is, how you first experienced football, where that was, and what has led to get you to where you are. So they may be able to try and have their kids follow the same type of path. Um, yeah. That's kind of the story that I want to tell here. All right. Yeah, that's fair. So I kind of got a list of questions that I sent to him, and, and as we talk, this can kind of go uh, uh, wherever. But um, what, what's your first experience with football like? Where do you remember playing? Was it on the playground or at home? What do you remember first about playing football? Uh, being the fat kid on the playground who was picked towards the end, but still having a good time. That's funny. What grade were you in? Uh, that would have been probably like first and second grade, around probably ending towards third grade. I mean, I was more athletic then. I wasn't the fattest kid anymore, so. Yeah, but you weren't the first pick. You just, yeah. but you were out there because that's what you wanted to do because all your buddies were probably doing that. Yeah, Exactly. Nice. So you played with your classmates. Anything like playing at home, or what do you remember? Did you have cousins, or do any games outside of school? Um, no, not really. Outside of school, for me, it was kind of all basketball with my family, being my brothers both played college basketball, and my dad being a basketball coach at that time, at least. So outside of school, it was mostly basketball. When did you first play uh, organized football, and what do you remember most about that? is like um is when we started playing actual organized ball for a league and uh i remember not understanding the concept of blocking at first and i would just straight up tackle kids the most instead of actually blocking kids like as an offensive lineman instead of actually blocking them with good technique you'd just wrestle them to the ground uh, it wouldn't be wrestling them, them to the ground it would be straight up tackling them yeah <laughs> were you always the biggest on the field there was one other kid who was about my size, but I was always the heaviest. Let me tell you what my experience was with that, because I was a kid who grew up in small town, western Iowa, and I didn't encounter many kids that knocked me on my ass too often. When I came into Iowa, you know, I, I was recruited pretty well, um, much like yourself, and uh, I came in, an injury, an injury didn't help matters, but 
And I found out that I hadn't been knocked on my ass very much. And when that started happening my sophomore year, it was hard for me to deal with. Because um, I hadn't had to, yet I saw walk-ons and guys who had worked their butts off start to pass me on the depth chart. It's just because they were kind of always the underdogs and always had to get up from getting whooped and figure out how to be better. It's going to happen and embrace it and pick yourself up and know that it's going to be part of the learning experience. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's something that I'll have to get maybe not used to, but I'll have to be more prepared for, per se. I mean, it's, it's happened a few times at camps and exactly used to it and I know how frustrating it is but I gotta realize it's gonna happen more often now let's get back into some of these questions here we were kind of at middle school or third grade um you were kind of always the biggest on the field what was it flag football at that point or were you in pads oh it was full it was full on uh, football full contact any weight limit rules or anything that you remember yeah basically if you were too heavy you couldn't carry the ball at all and you got a red strike put on your helmet one uh one thing I'm still salty about, actually, is I managed to strip the ball and run it back for a touchdown, but because I had a red stripe, they had to call it back to the spot where I stripped it at. So I should have a career touchdown in there yes. somewhere, but <laughs> not quite. I love that. I'm not a big fan of if you have to have weight limit, the kids should be in shoulder pads and helmets anyway. I'm kind of an advocate for at least not having that at third grade and fourth, but maybe fifth and sixth grade, so... No, man, if you have to make special rules, I feel like you're not ready. And I hate that you were penalized and couldn't get your TD for that because you made a play. So, tackle football, I'm assuming through sixth grade, kind of through the same league, same teammates and things like that? Yeah, it was the same teammates throughout. And um, at, by third grade, we had already, um, we would be going with the Shaler and early kids. So, uh, like, we weren't in school with them, but we would be playing football with them. So that was kind of one way to get to know each other. Funny thing was, we would still be playing basketball against each other, though, which was yeah. a bit strange. But Yeah, I'm from a small town, man, and I know some of those. We shared wrestling teams. I wrestled as an AHST Viking. I wrestled as an Atlantic Trojan. Played football yeah. and baseball as a Walnut Warrior, so I know the feeling, man. I think in sixth grade, and I wanted to make sure we covered this, when did Team Iowa come into play for you? Uh, seventh grade was my first year with Team Iowa. Where did we play at that year? Was I the eighth grade coach that year? Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah. But no, we went we went to San Antonio. Okay, the final four. Who else? Yeah. Who else was on your team? Mosai was. Mosai Newsom. Yeah, I know which group. I was down there with you guys. I'm trying to think of some of the other kids. I mean, Lombardi was the quarterback, right? The Rocky. Yeah, Lombardi. Or not Rocky, was the but but Bo. How do you feel about Team Iowa? What was it compared to? What you were used to at home? It was a lot more competition than I was used to, which is a good thing, and uh, it it really kind of kicked off the development phase for me at that point. Did that for two years, right? What did you guys do your eighth grade year? Eighth grade year, we went to Naples and we got fourth place. Where do you feel like you'd be at if you didn't participate in Team Iowa and you had just continued to play in your hometown and school district? Um, I definitely would not have been at the point I was now. I still believe I would have, you know, of course, attended camps and gotten to places to get attention. But I think that started the uh, development phase a little bit earlier than it would have otherwise. Did it give you some confidence knowing that you were a part of this group that was playing at a pretty elite competition, uh, not only within from players within the state but uh, around the country? Yeah, it, it was a it was a nice confidence boost for me. It was it was a it was a good deal.
Yeah, I like your answer. I think you're right on the money. And had Team Iowa opportunity not come up, another one would have, and you would have taken advantage of it. And uh, nonetheless, ended up in the same shoes that you're in. Were you always a lineman? Yes, I have always, always been a lineman. Absolutely nothing else. Did you ever have aspirations of wanting to be the guy scoring the touchdowns? And at what point did you realize what your role was and really buy into how important that role is within the game of football? I was one of those guys that wanted to have the ball for too long in his hands, you know, and I always had those opportunities too until I got to college, and that was an adjustment for me. A lot of pride in my experiences as, as being a lineman and have so much appreciation for, you know, what we got to do down there. Yeah, it's, it's working in the trenches. It's getting dirty. If you could play any position, what would you want to play? I really can't see myself at any other spot now than being a lineman. Nice. You're a true lineman. This is kind of where I belong at this point. You're a true hog at this point if you're willing to admit that. Tell me a little bit about your high school. Tell me the name of it, when it was formed, what what, what your class was, and fill me in on what you were walking into. I was part of Ridgeview High School. Ridgeview was actually formed in 2011. Around that time, originally it had been about five different towns, so it would have been uh, Galva-Holstein, which was originally together, and then Early and Shaler, which were originally together, along with Neemaw, and we all combined to, uh, we, we made Ridgeview up in 2011, so we started sharing then. What grade were you in at that point? Probably third or fourth grade. And you guys were the Raptors, right? That's a cool mascot. Yeah, Ridgeview Raptors. It's, um, it has to do with the geological area we're in. What class is Ridgeview? Uh, we've always been Class A. Probably, what, 40, 50 kids in your graduating class? 47. Ninth grade, tell me tell me what you walked into for uh, freshman football. Uh, freshman year, there were some pretty good senior linemen. I could have played after talking to Coach. He said he would have played me, but it just my feet weren't quite quick enough, and I just wasn't quite aggressive enough at that point. Otherwise, he would have loved to play me as a freshman. You would have got a lot of really valuable experience. I know that. What was your experience like for Ridgeview as a sophomore, and is that the time when maybe some recruiting stuff started trickling down to you? Well, recruiting more started uh, eighth grade and freshman year. It started in eighth grade. Okay. That's when uh, yeah. Iowa State first talked to me. Good. Let's let's go back to that before you get into there, because uh, after Team Iowa, you were probably getting into some of the FBU camps and other camps uh, around the region or around the country, correct? Yeah. So where where did you go to camps at? Uh, Wisconsin, Iowa State. I went to one at Iowa, but I did I did all right there, and they liked me, but they didn't want to bring me back for an older guy camp just yet. And uh, Notre Dame, I think. And th- and these were schools. And then did you participate in any like the circuit camps? Do, did you go out to Oregon to a camp? Am I remembering that correctly? I did go out to San Francisco this past okay. year, going, like going into my senior year. Was that a was that a rivals camp? On uh, Nike. Okay. Yeah. 
So you were doing, you started doing some of those camps and opportunities like eighth grade, freshman year, close to home, and then you continued through those as you uh, became a bigger recruit and, uh, and saw more competition at these camps. Why don't you tell me about that, and then we'll, we'll kind of go back to your high school season and talk about how your junior and senior year went there at Ridgeview. Before I committed, I went to mostly school camps. I went to a few Notre Dame camps, actually. A lot of Iowa State camps. Freshman going into sophomore year, I did go to an Iowa camp. I did very, very well there. And they invited me back to another older guy camp. So I faced uh, juniors and seniors that time. I, I had a really good camp again, luckily. So I beat some of those guys out and really, really started looking at me. Well, it's not going to be that way in the Big Ten, just so you know. I got high hopes for you. <laughs> Um, your transition to the, working with the banging with those older guys will uh, probably be a little bit more of a challenge for you, but I know you're up to it. That experience had to be really good for you, just knowing you could hang with those guys and feel dominant and know that if you keep working at this thing, there is a, a bright future for you. Yeah, absolutely. What will you remember most about being a Ridgeview Raptor? My greatest game memory is our Mud Bowl game junior year. It was actually, the game actually had to be rescheduled for a Saturday night because there was so much rain and, and stuff and crap on the Friday night. When we got there, there was still standing water on the field. At one point, I was, I was just jogging, standing up, and I tried to stop. Uh, you know, when you hit ice, you just kind of slide sometimes. That's oh, yeah. exactly what happened just in the mud. Sometimes it's fun to go out and play in conditions like that, but at a certain point, it's like, not happening dude it's a little frustrating but it's really it's really fun yeah i mean you look forward all week to that big game and it's there and you're probably dressed and in your helmet and stuff and then they tell you you got to come back tomorrow we had that once when i was a freshman or sophomore and we had had like an hour and a half bus ride and we got rained on in the locker room and we went back home and then we came back on saturday and we just got whooped Probably because we were on a bus half the night up again the next day and we just came out so flat that's always a tough experience it is, and uh, we played those guys in overtime. So, so they were, that was Bishop Garrett, and they had done pretty well the previous year. I not a semifinals or anything, but they made it decently into playoffs, I believe. I know for a time you played basketball. What other sports did you play in high school? Track. Just I, I threw for the track team and occasionally ran a four by that. Yeah, I remember those. I was in that group. Your recruiting process kind of went like mine in that you committed a little bit early, knew where you wanted to go. That probably limited... The amount of phone calls you get, but what was the recruiting process like? And you know, from the time uh, the Hawkeyes first made contact with you to the time you decided that's where you wanted to go, which I think was in your sophomore or junior year. Yeah, April of my sophomore year. Um, you know, what transpired to get to that point? Eighth grade year was when they first told me to keep in touch with them. Uh, at least it was, that was Iowa State. I attended camp. I did very well. I went to quite a few Iowa State games my freshman year. Going into my Sophomore year, I expanded my horizons quite a bit. I went to Nebraska, Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, I did fairly well at the Nebraska one, but they never invited me back to games. They wanted me to come to camp again next year. but And, uh, of course, Iowa really liked it, and I got to go to some games there. Most of my games, I, I went to Iowa games. I first started hearing from them when I was a sophomore, so you were hearing from them much earlier than I was, which is a testament to the athlete you are and kind of the nature of recruiting today as well that it's been earlier and earlier. At what point did you start narrowing it down and feel comfortable with your decision? Really, spring of my sophomore year, I went on a, it was just kind of a casual visit. Just went there, watched a practice, talked to some coaches. On my way home, I was like, yep, we're going back next week and I'm committing. Is that during the time when we were working that once a week when, when you were in town? Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was around then. Any specific takeaways that you have from your sessions we'd get together and work? Uh, 
precision in everything. There's precision required in your steps, where your hands go, uh, how far your steps are apart, how far they go forward, your, where your hips go, how everything moves. It's, it's all about precision. And once you get that precision down in everything you do, that's going to transfer onto the field and help greatly in everything. What's the funnest part about football? Uh, the funnest part, in my opinion, is enforcing your will on somebody else and making them do something, making them go somewhere they don't want to go. Moving your man from point A to point B against his will. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like all good coaches, uh, I mean, I've probably said that to you and, and stole it from somewhere else, just like everybody else that uses it has. I can't remember who said that first, and I should because I've read it plenty of times, but uh, pretty empowering when you attempt and are successful at being able to do that against another human. Yeah, it really is. What's the hardest part about football? Uh, and for me, it's a, it's, it's a big it's a big time commitment for me. Uh, the level I'm going to play at, there's a lot of time that goes into it. And uh, if, if you really want to be great, you do have to put that time in, and it's definitely worth it. But it's just, it's a really, really big time commitment. It really is. It is. Uh, I think there was a quote from Sean Payton, uh, the Saints coach that came out this year, or maybe it was Drew Brees, when they went back to the facility and he was the only one there late at night watching film. And his comment was, sometimes success is lonely. Yeah. And that's really kind of what you're getting at. In order to do it at the level you want to, you got to have that type of buy-in. What's, uh, what's the best part about football? Uh, actually, like the best part to me is, is being a part of a team, being part of that unit. It's, it's really a, it's a great camaraderie bond. Aside from your physical attributes and your genetics, what do you believe has set you apart from your peers? Or in other words, what have you been willing to do that those others haven't? Uh, developing foot speed. Physically developing foot speed. Are you able to look around at your peers, either within your school or regionally, and know that you're not only bigger and stronger than them, but you've also worked harder than them? Uh, I mean, uh, there are some kids that I definitely know I've worked harder than, and there are other ones who honestly have worked just as hard as me who deserve a look, but they just, you know, it's not they're not quite big enough, they've never stayed healthy, it's, it's things like that, and it's, it's hard to... It's hard to watch them because even the small schools don't look at them when they more than deserve to be looked at. we got to figure out a way to get those kids out there. And those that love the game and, and willing to work their butt off, there's a spot for them somewhere. Somewhere across this country and definitely across this state. Half the battle is just having kids that want to be there and want to buy in. If you're worth a dang as a coach, you'll coach them up to be competitive. Yeah. What advice would you give to young kids with football dreams like yours? Work hard and be smart. What does be smart mean? Don't make dumb choices. Don't do things you shouldn't be doing. Be smart in being a person. Be smart in your morals. Be a generally good person to people, and that will always help, too. I'm really excited about what's to transpire here for you, Ezra, and I appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes to chat with me. Yeah, absolutely no problem. I really appreciate what you've done for me in the past and all the tools that you've given me. I can't wait to see you use them even more and on a higher level. Have a Merry Christmas and good luck getting up here. I'm going to try and get to uh, spring practice, I hope, and to see you there. All right, I really appreciate that, Tyler. Take care, man. Give your parents my best, all right, now? Yep, I will. Merry all right. Christmas. See you later.